New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Andrea and I are back together again. So glad you're listening to Naturally (laughs) Savvy. Hey, Andrea, how have you been? Happy New Year. Hey, Lisa. Happy New Year. Yes, very excited to start off this year. Very cool. Yeah, and we've got such a wonderful guest. Her name is Pia DeJong, and she has such a moving story. Her book is A Mother and the Power of Intuition. You know, Andrea, we've talked about intuition before, and sometimes mm. it's hard. Should we follow our intuition? What does it mean? What if you ignore it? What if you don't ignore it? And this story How is do we recognize so incredibly it? moving. How do we recognize it? Yes, exactly. So I want to bring the wonderful Pia into the show. Welcome to Naturally Savvy. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show, and Happy New Year to you all as well. Oh, Maybe a very good Yes, mm-hmm. I'm thinking the same thing. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I was so moved reading and, and just, I, I can't even imagine, you know, when your daughter was just two, two weeks old, two weeks old, she yeah. was diagnosed with a rare form of leukemia. I don't even know what goes through your head as a mom. What do you do? There must have been pressure. You got to try this. You got to do this. Take us back and tell us about not only about the diagnosis, but how you had the wherewithal to reject the treatment that was suggested. Yeah, so that's that. that yeah, I have to go back like 17 years ago because that's my daughter is now 17 years old, and she was wow. born and in as we do still in Amsterdam, do in 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 our own house with a midwife, and immediately after birth we found she found actually a blue spot on her back, and. Uh, indeed, after two weeks, it turned out that there was this rare form of leukemia. And, you know, and I remember my husband saying, like, yeah, but leukemia is kind of, you can, you know, you can survive leukemia, you know, very good these days. And this lady said to us, like, well, it, it should have been, like, almost 100%, except for cases like your daughter who have almost 0%. It's, it looks very bad, and you have to prepare for the worst. So that was the situation. That was the diagnosis, and it was... It was kind of shattering in a sense that, like, I mean, I'd just given birth. I was in this whole hormone happy state, and I feel like, how can somebody have an opinion about my child and tell me in my face that my child is going to die? I just couldn't. I just couldn't digest that. And the only thing I want to do is actually leave the place because I felt like a toxic place where people say such terrible things about such a sweet little baby. So that was what I felt. So what did you do? Uh, once you found out that devastating news, what course of action did you decide to take? Yeah, so, it, you know, th- that was the first uh, diagnosis. And then uh, we were sent to this oncologist and they did the, the, the bone marrow um, biopsy and all these uh, tests. And uh, while we were doing all those tests, Charlotte, my daughter's name Charlotte, got very nervous and upset. And we stayed there and I got very nervous and upset. And so when we were actually finally sitting at this doctor's office and he told us that we, the only thing we could do that was available at that time was chemotherapy, I, what I did, if you ask what I did, I kind of stood up and kind of started to pack my stuff and pack my child in my sling and I just left the doctor's office. I just didn't want to be there. I thought this was not a good place you know, for her to be. And I didn't want this whole chemotherapy in her teeny tiny body. I didn't think it would work. That was my first intuition without even thinking about it. Yeah, yeah I would have thought the we... same thing. 
<laughs> yeah. She seems too tiny, yeah, well, right? Two weeks old. Yeah, she was tiny. She was kind of, ex- except from, uh, she, she developed actually more of those blue spots, which were tumors, but they were like very pretty to look at. Very, I would almost say like like beautiful and, and serene and calm. So she was a teeny tiny baby, but she was perfect and beautiful. So why um, destroy all of that? by something that we didn't even know it was, you know, got to work, and it would, would in any case be very detrimental for her. So, yeah, so we went home because I just felt she needed to be uh, at a safe spot with her brothers, my husband, just us at home, and then we could see how we would proceed for with, you know, with her and her health. And that's what we did, and I think it was a good thing, and it might be a good thing for everybody to just, when you're confronted with such a complete overwhelming situation that you don't know what to do, just maybe go home and just take some time to think about it and, you know, get towards your intuition and, and where, where so am you, I? What's going to do? Yeah. So you mentioned that she's 17 now, so thankfully she's okay. So tell us a little bit about yeah. that journey, but, but, you know, from when you found out to, you know, her being healthy today. So what did you do? What are some of the... Um, you know, did you just not do anything? Did you do anything from a natural perspective? Tell us a little bit about that side of the story. Yeah, so uh, I think, so basically we decided to do nothing, at least medically, and uh, I think doing nothing can be actually a, a, a lot. So I gave myself a big task of doing uh, everything I thought was good for her. For instance, keeping her completely stress-free, keeping, giving her everything she needed. I mean, I breastfed her. I kept her with me all the time. Um, she had no fear or anxiety. I ate very healthy, so I figured that would have been good for her as well. So, um, and we just had a very cozy home situation with, you know, my boys who were four and two at the time. So, that was what I did. Just keep it very safe and calm and quiet and um, and give her everything she needed. And so that was kind of a, a, a whole lot, and it kept me quite busy. And, uh, you know, so this was like a holistic approach from my point of view, uh, you know, giving her like little baby massages and taking her to baby swimming and just be there and, and, and touch and feel and smell everything that was nice and and. You know, what I would do for somebody now who is, you know, stressed and sick, just make it make it healthy and nice for her. And that was quite a lot. We didn't do any of the medical um, uh, things. We only, we, we worked together with the doctor and we went to have her checked and have, her, have looked at her tumors. So, um, and that was what happened. So she became, uh, she was quite, you know, sick and she had tumors and they came and they went and she was not thriving. But about like half a year later, the, the, the tumor started to disappear. She became livelier. She became more interested in playing with her brothers. And so when she was about a year old, they had all disappeared. And the doctor said that she was in remission. So that was, in short, how she reacted to the, 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 the no medical uh, thing, the no medical procedure to help her. Which, of course, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> you know, you should always go with your doctor. And if he kind of... she. Or he said that, you know, any medical thing you should do, procedure, I mean, I would go with it in my situation because it was so, she was so very sick and her chances were so low and the chemo was so devastating. Then, you know, I think it was a good thing for me to make that decision. 
Yeah, it sounds like it. You know, one of the things we wanted to focus on today was the power of intuition. And Andrea brought up earlier about like, how do you recognize that? And you had a certain intuitive sense that she was going to be okay. And did that waver at times? Because it sounds like when you were saying she would be fine, and then she wouldn't be, it's hard to kind of hang on to that hope, I would think, or that that feeling that you have that she'll be okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, that that was probably, I I never felt it so so clear in my whole life. And, And I think it was also because I had just given birth, and I was so focused on her. And although she was tiny, we also felt very much her strength. And I kind of kind of felt all the time that she would make it somehow. It was kind of confusing because the doctor kept stressing that she wouldn't make it. And when we when we actually just went home, they you know, they sent another doctor to her home and a psychiatrist and they said like that they thought that we didn't get the message and we were in denial. But somehow I always felt that she she would she you know, she would make it. And I, I felt very strongly that I had to protect her. So I made myself, I always say, the CEO of, you know, her health, her, you know, becoming better. It was, it was it sometimes, you know, you, you start, you know, losing faith, especially when I was seeing doctors and they were telling me, you know, how she would die, how, how this, you know, disease would proceed. But yes, somehow I never really believed it. And I maintained mm. that. And my husband had the same thing. We felt, we both felt her strength very much. And my, her brother, my my oldest son, he said all the time, "Mama, she's not gonna die." So there was, you know, there was all this magic around us that, you know, we were living in this whole intimate, intuitive state of mind for a whole year, and I I kept hope that you know she would make it. Very strange. So so if you know, let's say it were to happen, in you know, you, you obviously, where do you live? What country do you live in? I live in uh, in Princeton, New Jersey. So you're in the U.S., right? And when this happened, were I'm you in the, in the U.S.? Or? No, I was in Amsterdam. It just happened, in Amsterdam. This happened all in Amsterdam. Yeah, in the Amsterdam Medical Center. And okay, they actually, uh, they, they went with us, which in retrospect, I think is, is miraculous. They respected our decision. And in, I think in a way, they were kind of happy that we didn't want to, you know, go into this whole chemotherapy from the beginning and uh, do what they now call... Um, you know, wait and see, because they were they were insecure. <clears throat> I think I think they were insecure too about whether it would work or not. But most parents, that's what they told us. Most parents want to do anything to help their, ch- their children and to go into any therapy. So it was a bit unusual that we just decided not to do anything at all. And do you think you know if it were to happen today that you would take the same course of action? I mean, I know that's a you know, kind of a, an interesting question, but I'm, I'm just curious if you're, you know, you would say, yep, 100% I would do the same thing today if it were to happen, you know, from, you know, in Amsterdam and the same situation occurred. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, of course, it's, 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 you know, easy to say now because it had such a happy ending, but I, I feel, and also, yeah, I've been pondering that question. I mean, if, it, if this would happen to me some you know, some disease that I wouldn't have much chance of survival and I could, like, have maybe a little bit of a good time or, you know, a, lo- a longer time with, with, you know, chemotherapy, I would probably go for, you know, a higher quality of, of life. But, yeah, I never, with my daughter, I never really doubted the, the decision we made. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, and I'm very happy we, 
we made that decision. Because if we wouldn't have done that, I would have had a totally different child now. And the the effects uh, of chemo are terrible for for newborns. I mean, they become blind and fertile. I would have a totally different child if she had survived at all. And it taught me so much. I mean, it taught me so much about stress and how you can handle that. And um, it changed me, too, because I was always a little bit of a, a nervous person and trying all kind of things for myself. And, and I learned so much to trust myself, to, you know, become a more quiet person, to focus more on the moment, on quality of life. I, I've become a totally different person through this whole process. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's huge. You know, that's something that when we go through something so life-changing to look at how it affects us and to yeah. be able to learn something that as horrible as it was, it helped you become who you are. And who you are is pretty flippin' awesome from where I sit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what happened is that, uh, I mean, as, as for me as a girl, you're always, you know, I'm always a pleaser, always try to, you know, to make it, to do what everybody wanted that I would do. And so, um, you know, so I, I started a career because my kind of basically my parents wanted me to, to go in a certain way. And I kind of, I was always this pleaser. And I learned through this that, I mean, it might be hard to, you know, to stand up for yourself, but it was somehow kind of completely easy to stand up for my daughter and fight for her and to say no to everything that didn't feel good to me, even people that, you know, didn't exude the right, you know, feelings towards her. I just said no, and I just took them out of her life. So I became like this, you know, this lioness that uh, was new to me. And I kept that after she had healed. It's something I learned, you know, I learned her as well, to be very protective of your own energy. And mm. so I, ch- I changed because of that. And I learned to stand up for myself. I became a writer. I never was a writer, but I learned to, you know, to, to stand up for my feelings and put it down in paper and totally new for me and such a good experience. And I was, you know, a management consultant and all this kind of things. And I always felt that I was, wasn't really my thing. I felt like an imposter. And now I feel that I'm in the life that I want to be and that I should be. And so I'm, I'm so grateful to my daughter. I mean, I, I think I helped her heal and I gave her a chance to heal herself. And in return, she gave me the greatest gift of all, which is, you know, a life that's full of purpose and meaning, my own life. You know, I would be curious to know, you know, how did your daughter, like, you know, given this, you know, the fact that what happened to her, and I'm sure you've talked to her, let me not assume, have you spoken to her about it? And if you have, were there any lessons that you think she took away from this, even though she was a baby, but now she's 17? What do you think she got out of the experience? Well, I think she has always realized that um, the, the preciousness of life and, uh, and maybe that sounds like a cliche, but I think she really gets it. And she is very, I learned her, and she also understood that to be very, um, everything you do and all your energy and, and what you love, it's all very precious and it could be shattered in a thing. So whatever you feel protected, I, I learned her to be very protective. And I think she's protective. She knows when she's tired. She knows when she doesn't like people. You know, she, she knows when energy is not good, she takes her, uh, her time off and she needs... I think that's a, that's a very big thing to learn for anybody. And, uh, and that's a very good thing, you know, for her especially because, you know, she's, 
she's strong, but at the same time, you know, she, you know, I, I, I can always think she's still vulnerable in some way. So yeah, I think that's the big lesson: to always be your yourself and trust. You know, also for her to trust her intuition. That's a big thing. Hmm. You know, it makes a, a lot of sense for sure. Hmm. Well, yeah. you know, what's interesting really to does. me. <clears throat> you know, Lisa, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we only have a couple minutes left. I would love for you to, you know, share with us again, the name of the book for listeners, give us all the ways that we can find you. I find it so moving and such, there's so many hard decisions we have in our lives. And the more we can tune into our intuition and what we truly feel and believe, even if there's like doubt thrown in, I think the more powerful we're going to be. So give us all your information. Yeah. Well, thank you for all the, the kind words. And I, yeah. And, and, I really hope that readers who, who read the book feel it's not a book about, you know, a, a sick child. It's a book about, indeed, about hope and trust and, and, and you know, intuition and also finding your own force in spite of, 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 of terrible things. So the name of the book is Saving Charlotte, A Mother and the Power of Intuition. And I have a website and it's called Pia de Jong. That's P-I-A-D-E-J-O-N-G dot com. And there's, there's all kind of information and pictures and how you can, you can reach me. And, um, so yeah, so the, I think the web, website is quite wonderful. There's also a little, uh, movie about, you know, a two minute movie to, about the book. And, and my daughter also is, uh, you know, she's also on the little movie. So please check it out. It would be, you know, I would be grateful if you do that. And, um, and I hope you enjoy the book and let me know if you do and what you think of it. And, because we can all learn so much, and, and I think I still can learn also so much from your reactions. But thank mm-hmm. you. Well, Wonderful. thank you so much, Pia. Thank you for being on our show. And, you know, we're talking about inspiration and intuition and just all that, you know, lots of love. And I want to give a love to our sponsor, NeoCell, this month, because without NeoCell, we couldn't be doing what we love to do. And Lisa and I love to do our podcast. So thank you for all of you who are listening. Thank you, NeoCell. You can learn more about NeoCell at neocell.com. They make amazing collagen supplements. And I'm Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis, and you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Radio MD, and at Health Media Gal One. Thanks for listening, everyone. Listen to your intuition. Stay well. <laughs>